So I'm just a little excited, amen, about all of this and how it's going to unfold. And I don't know if you brought your lesson book. You may not. If you hadn't, that's okay. It don't make any difference. Hallelujah. Praise God. Boy, we're serving a God that's looking down upon us today. With, with, I, I, believe it's, I believe this is pleasing to the Lord. I believe He's just excited about this as much as we are. Hallelujah. Because we're going to do things. Amen. To the best of our ability and coordinates to the government. We're going to get balanced. We're going to stay balanced. We're going to love and worship God. And at the same time, amen, we're going to work on parking these automobiles a little better. Amen. I thought about it yesterday and I probably should have done it. And it probably God, you know, trying to tell me, anybody ever heard of a measuring stick? We're going to get us a couple of measuring sticks out here. And I was impressed just a while ago, instead of making it six foot, make it eight. <laughs> We'd rather overdo something than underdo something. Because here's what we after, because a lot of people have questioned us. And let me just fill, fill you in a little bit. I had a, uh, a Brother Barry Tony, that Brother Hicks had talked to a senator out of Brother Copeland's church. And they're still giving us permission to do what we're doing. But the request is, amen, that uh, the first request really is for all of us to stay in the automobile. If not, then we got to stay around it. And so what we got to do is make sure we got enough shouting room, amen, around these automobiles. I mean, because after a while, you can't contain it. I mean, you know, you got, got to get, I, I, got, I got to get it out of the box. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. I got to get out of this automobile. And so we're going to give a level shouting room. You know, we all worried about having a place to sit in the house of God. Boy, God's changed that, hasn't he? Now we got to worry about having a parking place and park just right. But you know what? God knows how to get it out of the box. God knows how to work things to bring about this purpose and his goodwill. And you know what? I want to be a part of the program. I'm not going to be a mumber. I'm not going to be a complainer. Hallelujah. I'm going to get with the program of God Almighty, the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. See something marvelous in the outcome of all of this. You know, all I really heard about this service last Sunday morning was, was, was positive. From you, and not just from you, but from this community. <laughs> Let me just infill you a little bit. I won't give the name because I didn't ask permission to use the name. But somebody called me Friday to Hardware Store. Said, hey, y'all got such and such of this and that. And we did. He said, uh, he said Brother Moore said, I, I really appreciate the service Sunday morning. I said, Really? <laughs> He said, yeah, I said, he said, I'm going to confess. He said, I was a little nosy. He said, we was out on the front porch. He said, I got to hearing something. <laughs> he said, I couldn't stand it. He said, I got my automobile and said, I made my way up that way and said, there y'all were. I said, man, come join us. Hallelujah. Come join us. Hallelujah. So, but he's close enough. Good possibility he's listening to us again this morning. Now, some of them may be sitting out on the front porch with the coffee cups. But you know what? The Bible talks about the prince of the air is the devil. But you know what? If you'll, you'll pay attention as we go into this lesson today about the, the prayer, the power of prayer and how to pray, the manner to pray. We're the only source and only power upon the face of the earth that runs vertically. That can deal with all the other kingdoms that run horizontally. That includes the flesh, the spirit of the world, and the demonical forces. And so when they try to operate to close this out, but they do not have the power or the ability because by the name, by obedience, by loving the word and obeying the word of God, that gives us authority and power over these horizontal kingdoms. Hallelujah. As we connect into the vertical kingdom, I tell you, you attended Daniel's prayer, but they couldn't stop it. There was a warfare going on in the heavens, but they couldn't stop it. The best the devil can do is to tender, but he cannot stop it. Woo! Hallelujah. I tell you, this thing's not over to God says it's over. The devil ain't going to have nothing to do with it, baby. 
He stopped ever pumping on the string for God Almighty. And so we know that God's going to work this thing out and bring this about to us. And, and so I'm going to try to try to just calm down a little bit. Amen. And try to address some of this. Uh, this is a good lesson. If you didn't read it, I want you to go back and read it. Uh, I won't have time to probably cover it all. I did bring my watch out here. I used my phone last week, but I thought, well, you know what? I don't need that phone out there. Hallelujah. I got, just got my old phone, got back. We're going to do some things as we've always done it. That's one reason we're going to try to continue at 10 o'clock. Now let me go back to what I was going to say a while ago. They're, they're asking us, this is the, I had a board of supervisor also to come in the hardware store out of Green County. Said he was on a, a, a phone call with the governor, with all the board of supervisors. And so this is from Governor Tate himself. He said that, uh, because uh, this question came up, can churches, he said as long as they would gather outside and, eat, and stay in their automobile or right next to it. There cannot be no congregating and gathering together. So I'm going to ask you, and Brother Barry will come, because it's not been mentioned, because here's the thing, folks. This is not about tithes and offerings to me. <laughs> you work that out the best you can. I work at the hardware store, come by and drop them off. But he is going to come through and pick them up for those that like to give it. But that's not what this is about. So what we're going to do is make sure, I'm going to hope by next Sunday morning, we're going to have us a stick cut. Amen. And we're going to have a measuring. We're going to try it. We're going to work getting the smaller cars up front and work this thing around and get plenty of shouting room. Amen. Because I don't nobody feel like they got to be cooped up. I don't nobody feel like, <laughs> hallelujah, they just got to stay in that. No, not when you feel the power of God. I mean, they didn't stay in the upper room. That's where it filled up the house, but it didn't stay in the house. Hallelujah. So you know what, God? I just believe God looking down upon us. He's looking down inside them automobiles. So, so surely none of you is on the phone. Surely nobody's texting because there is an eye that's looking. Amen. And he, he, he deserves, first of all, he deserves our undivided attention and our praise and worship. So I don't want nothing to distract me in the moving of God and the moving of the Holy Ghost. When he makes a pass by, hallelujah, I want to tame and reach out and get a hold of what God's got for me. Because that may be the very thing I'm going to need tomorrow. Amen. Or Tuesday. Because it's a long time to Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. It's a long time. And so we're going to make this thing good. We're going to make it count. We love you today and appreciate you. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to abide by that. Look at him. Praise God. God bless somebody. Angel bring that out here. Hallelujah. Next to him. Man to God, an angel, you know, is close. Hallelujah. God bless you. Appreciate you so much. Let's, let's, let's take a moment though. I want God to touch us here. I want God to minister to us with His Word and with His Spirit. I believe there needs to be that combination. Again, we're living in a time where we need balance. And this is not nothing new for this church. This pastor's taught you for this 24 years. I believe being, being balanced is the most important thing that you and I can do. It doesn't matter how tight and how narrow the, the, the tightrope might be. If you've got perfect balance, you can walk it. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if you're a thousand feet in the air. Hallelujah, boy. I'm glad this is not. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand feet in the air. All it takes is balance. Hallelujah. If you got the right balance. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how tight or how narrow. Hallelujah. You can't see all you can't see that. But the, I just stepped on something that's a lot more narrow. Amen. Than just a yellow, a blue stripe here. But you know what? We're walking with God. He already told us it's straight and it's narrow. If we'll just stay on the straight way and the narrow way, we're going to hear him say, well, all done by good and faithful servants. 
And so that's what we're out to do as we set out to accomplish and achieve this. Amen. And, and I'm going to be honest with you, I didn't mention it last Sunday, but I watched some of these little babies as they got out of the automobiles around them and worshiped the best they knew how. <laughs> Amen. And the only negative comment I had about this service was from my granddaughter. She said, Papa, I don't like having to stay in the truck. I want to go inside. I want to go and go in with everybody behind me Sunday school. But it wasn't really negative. It's just a little lack of understanding. And I told her again yesterday, I said, baby, we've got to go back. We're going to have to. Oh, well, here we go. But it's going to be all right because, you see, we're doing this for that generation. It's not just for this generation, but there are some generations that's going to follow us up. And how we respond and handle this, how we can be determined how strong and how faithful and how committed they're going to be when their time comes. Hey, I'm glad to be a hold of something that I can look at my prefathers in the faith and understand and watch them as God brought them out of the, the, the den of lions, as he brought them across the Jordan rivers, as he brought them across the Red Seas, as he broke up jailhouses and delivered the, the men of God. Hey, I'm serving this same God today and so watch this disciples I know we didn't teach last Sunday's lesson if you studied it it's following Jesus as disciples we're coming this Sunday now disciples in prayer prayer and with the manner of prayer how to pray and what what maybe what a process to accomplish and achieve things and it's a lot to it and I'm going to do my best amen Hallelujah to, uh, you may not get out of 11, but I'm going to do my best, okay? Okay, I really am, I really am. I won't keep you too long if it gets too hot. Crank up and turn the air on and we'll turn the speakers up. Praise God, because you know what? I pray for God to, for this to go out across the airways. Hallelujah. You'd be shocked how many people heard this message. <laughs> Some was turkey hunting and they heard it. <laughs> they heard a different gobbler. <laughs> Hallelujah. After a while, they tried to put it together and said, that was Brother Moore. I, I could tell what he said, how he said it. That was Brother Moore. So that's good. Amen. I'm telling you, it's good. Hallelujah. So we want God to just bless all them. That's my prayers. We're here to be a blessing. Hallelujah to our community. We're here. Amen. I, I, you know what? When this is done, I still want to have the favor of our community. You hear me? It's going to mean something. Still have the favor of our community, have the favor of our law officers that we handled this thing and responded to this thing in a godly, law, lawless way, amen, in a lawful way, amen, that will be pleasing in the sight of God and man. Talking about this balance here. And so how are we going to accomplish that is watching what this, this, this lesson helps us we are here this morning. As we begin to look at it and to begin to take note to it, and I won't spend a whole lot of time there, but this part of the Scriptures is going to be in Matthew 5 through 15. It's the Lord's Prayer. It's referred to a lot of times. This is a part of the Sermon on Mount Zion, amen, that was taking place by Jesus Christ. If you back up to the fourth chapter of Matthew, the latter part about the last three verses of that particular chapter, you're going to see that, that Jesus Christ, Christ had went unto the synagogues. Amen. And, and you're going to notice that he went to Jerusalem, Judea and Galilee and great multitudes began to follow him because he was healing them that were sick. He was blessing them. And so now when you come into the fifth chapter you're going to read the first two verses it simply says this. And seeing the multitudes Amen. He went unto a mountain. Now watch this. He's out in the open such as what we're at here today. He wasn't in the synagogues now. He wasn't in an enclosed building. But he was out on a mountain 
mountain range. Hallelujah. And out in the open is because now there was such a great multitude. Amen. That began to follow him. Could it be that the synagogues that they had built at that moment in time in their lives wasn't big enough to hold the multitude of the disciples that began to follow the man called Jesus Christ. And so now we're out in the wilderness or out on the mountainside. This great multitude, as the Bible puts it, amen, as they were set, he said his disciples came unto him and he opened his mouth and taught them saying. And so this is a part of it as we begin to go into the scriptures of Matthew 6 and uh, I know I want to talk just a minute on the first five verses it begins to lead up to this and he said take heed that he do not you do your arms he begins to talk about arms that we don't we don't we don't, don't, don't make a big deal out of it don't let everybody see it don't blow trumpets don't do it. so he's setting some principles he's he's instructing us I mean there's so much amen in this particular message that Jesus Christ has given unto his disciples that's following him at this moment in time there's a lot of topics if you go back and read fourth fifth and sixth chapters of Matthew you're going to see many topics that was dealt with and so now we're going to come amen to this topic that we're going to talk about today and that's prayer and when you begin to look at it when you pray in other words it wasn't going to be an option if you're going to be a disciple you're going to pray you cannot be a disciple of Jesus Christ without prayer and a prayer life you can't just depend on the prayer rooms at the house of God and the time to set aside, amen, by the local assembly to be your only time of prayer. You're going to see even in this particular example that was given to us, God expected us, amen, to be a praying people. Paul went as far, amen, praying always, praying about everything, continual prayer. Now we know that you and I can't just get down to an altar and spend, amen, 24-7, amen, at an altar, but we can have the frame and the mind and the spirit of prayer riding us on a regular and a daily basis but there still needs to be a time as we're going to see in this lesson that we shove everything out and shut everything else down and could it be that God's amen shutting some things down not the way man thought it would be done <laughs> God shutting some things down hallelujah you know my, my daughter made mention of this and it, it, it's a little comical but in another way it's not and uh, you may laugh at it and some of you may even really cue me for saying it but she made a comment that she'd seen it where somebody said something about you know because of the response of some people you know they don't know if it's a serious or not and you know they made the comment says well amen said if hell and heaven agrees on something it's probably pretty serious and what they meant by that if they're going to cut down shut down the bars the casinos and the churches amen it's a pretty serious deal so this is a pretty serious thing but you know what in the seriousness I'm telling you God can manifest himself and declare his powers and demonstrate through his epistles hallelujah the spiritual epistles I'm talking about here you and I hallelujah amen that I am a God because I'm telling you God does not have any desire to be boxed up hallelujah he don't want to be have any desire amen he didn't do this off in a corner somewhere it was not his intent with just a handful but his intent amen for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth him should not perish I'm glad I'm in a nation today that believes in this God now only God could allow something like this that would affect nations that don't believe in him this could be an avenue and a way of opening a door unto other nations as you know what hallelujah that nation there was blessed that nation, because watch this. Now, you can look at all that. I quit looking at the numbers. I don't even know what the numbers are this morning. Please forgive me for that. I, I don't mean nothing by that. I just simply hadn't took the time to do it. 
But you can't believe what everybody's saying out there. You can't believe what all the word of the Jews is saying and everybody else. I've had some come in the store and tell me that. But you know what? I'm not listening to them anyway. I'm telling you, if it's ever been a time the church needs to have to have an ear to hear what the Spirit's got to say. What's the Spirit telling us today? What's the Spirit moving on us about today? How are we going to respond to this? We're going to be faithful. Hallelujah. So the way to be faithful is our prayer life. And, and so that's what this lesson, and it kind of just piggybacks off of last Sunday, amen, about prayer and supplication and interceding and doing it the way the Lord wants us to. So let's look at some of this as it really begins to unfold. He says, when you pray, the custom was for the Jews. If you go back and look at the scriptures, you can go to Psalms 55, 16, and 17. As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening morning and at noon so there was a custom there was a practice amen of three times a day that the Jews would spend in prayer amen calling upon the Lord calling out to God we know that you can actually even go amen to Acts the third chapter we see that it was about the ninth hour that two of his disciples the first miracle that ever took place was cause they was headed to what the hour of prayer about the ninth hour and going there they seen one amen that was laid at the gate called beautiful asking alms he was handicapped Amen. He was brought there daily. Been there some 40 years. And now, amen, watch this. Silver and gold have we not. Hallelujah. But such as we have. I'm telling you, amen, it's time to let this world know. I don't have silver and gold in abundance, amen, to bail everybody out. But I've got something inside of me that's invested in me by God Almighty. Through the power of the Holy Ghost and the Word of God and commitment. And I'm telling you, it can make a difference where money can't make the difference. It can make a difference where medication can't make the difference. I Supplication and prayer and dedication to God can make all the difference in the outcome of what's going on. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So we, we see these things as they really begin to unfold and begin to take place. So when you pray, so we know that we're being mandated, we're being called upon to pray and to intercede and to cry out to the mighty hand of the Lord. Sacrifices of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But watch this. But the prayers of the upright... It's his delight. It's God's delight. He takes pleasure in your prayer. How many wants to please God? How many wants to do things that would be pleasurable unto the Lord? But guess what? Prayer is topping, one of the top on the list. Now, it can't be for show. I'm asking God to help us. We're not out here for show. We're not out here to entertain in that, in that form and manner. Our worship, our dancing, it's not the dance of the world. It's a godly dance. We're not dancing and worshiping God in a fashion and form that brings attraction to the wrong, wrong individuals. We're not here, amen, to bring attention to ourselves. We're here to worship God Almighty. And our worship and attention belongs to Him. This prayer, amen, deals with that. And so as we watch some of this really begin to fold, the first thing, the next thing He really begins to, and we'll go to Job and, and Matthew 23 and 14. We're going to see there as He begins to talk about the hypocrites. I'm telling you what, this is a time, amen, that God can do a little shifting. God can bring some division. God can bring some separation between those that talk about church and those that are the church. Amen. Talk about those that talks about Jesus and, and knowing by song and knowing by all these means but don't really know Him. But these are times, amen, that the true powers of God, the true faith of God, hallelujah, that's the reason we're not going to let the spirit of fear dominate us and control us and dictate our lives. It's not going to control our communications. Hey, I've talked to some ministers this week. I had one particular one 
called me yesterday. He's got a son that's in the evangelistic field. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. Let me say that while I'm thinking about it. Let's pray for our evangelists. They have been on my heart, my mind, and spirit for the last few weeks. Hallelujah. Revivals are being closed down. Uh, the ones I've talked to at least for the next month. And, uh, you know, we, we, we're going to support them. We're going to help them. We're going to do what we can. Amen. To, to do what we can. I hope those churches that had those uh, revivals, you know, scheduled maybe possibly if they can to pay them anyway. Well, I don't, well, I do agree with that. <laughs> Praise God. I, you know, if it's any way possible, we're going to pay them. And, you know, I believe putting money where the mouth's at. And so we've done that. We paid them even though they couldn't come. We paid them anyway. Hello, send a check to them. You know what? God's going to honor that. God's going to bless that. We don't do that for show. We don't do that. But for some of the reason I said that, hey amen, I'm not talking about praying about something, being concerned about something and not do it. I believe you need to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So let's pray for our evangelists that God's hand would move, that God would provide for them. Some may be laid up and stored up enough that they can survive through this. But others may not be in the same way. And so I've asked God to put them on our hearts. There's some individuals out there. Let me say this to you that's in these automobiles. And under the sound of my voice... If you got needs, would you please let us know? If you don't have any toilet paper, let us know. We're going to try to help you. If you don't have some food, let us know. We're going to try to help you. Hallelujah. I'm going to prove all this in just a few minutes. Hallelujah. Because this is where it's really at. Could it be that God, hallelujah, has allowed this? Amen. To see where we're at. Hallelujah. You know, what, what's, why did I mention toilet paper? What's the deal about toilet paper anyway? I would tell you what Brother Ronnie Parker said, but I won't. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it was the best answer I ever heard. I can tell you that right now. It tickled me to no end. <laughs> Praise God. It's probably the most logical thing that you can think of. And if you want to know, ask me later, but I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> Woo, it's not dirty or nothing like that, but I'm telling you, it's, it's pretty good. But anyway, watch this. I've heard not one, but many a man come our way and talking about, you know, whoring up and buying up. I said, what's the deal? I hadn't asked none of them because I don't want to offend them and be ugly, but I want to ask them, how many rows you bought? How many packs you got hoard up? Watch this. The reason I want to know, because when I get out, I'm going to come knock on your door. Because the Bible says if your brother's in need and you got it in your shelves. Come on, church. Hallelujah. The Word of God is the Word of God. It's the Word of God in good times. It's the Word of God in bad times. And let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. If we'll obey it in the bad times, guess when God's really going to bless us? When God's really going to shine for us? Amen. So when we'll obey it, amen, in the bad times. So if you got some old, you know, if you got stacks of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Praise God. Hey, this is the way. This is the way God's going to help us. You know what? God's revealing some things. You'd be surprised the people. Some of them, most of them, not churchgoers. Some are. But some of them told me it's not churchgoers. Say, hey, I don't understand why is all these churchgoers so nervous, so scared. And I said churchgoers. You know, some of them just churchgoers. Some of them just in when the softball season's in. <laughs> I'm not in just for the softball season. Hey, I felt something the Holy Ghost as we was praying around here this, this morning. We're in this to the end. We're not in this for the sprint. All those times we're going to sprint. 
But we're in it. Amen. We're in the marathon. We're in it until the, faith, the, until the race is over. We got a hold of a plow. Amen. He that endures unto the end. Amen. We're going to endure unto the end. Hallelujah. Whatever the end may be, the outcome of the end. I promise you one thing. If we'll do it for God, God's going to see us through. And I, I got to get going on this lesson here. Uh, uh, so as we look at some of this, and we can see at different times about the hypocrite, and I, I could take you, watch this. The writer simply says it's, it's, a hypocrite is nothing but an actor. He's putting on a front. He's putting on a show. <laughs> He's just acting it out. You know, some people get caught up in Hollywood, but they forget that whenever the lights go out, that guy that you just blow that brains out of gets up and goes to the same restaurant you go to. Y'all act like y'all didn't know that. Sure. But I'll tell you what, some people get caught up in that stuff. Get caught up in believing into that kind of stuff. But praise God, this is a real world. This is a real deal. And so it's going to take real men and women of God that knows how to pray. Hallelujah. For God's kingdom and for God's will to be done in this situation. And that's what this prayer is really all about. I won't take all the time, but I'd like to take a little more time. Job 27, 8 says, For what is the hope of the hypocrite? Though he hath gained when God taketh away his soul. Will God cure his cry when trouble cometh upon him? Hypocrite, God would not hear his cry. But all the saints of God, the faithful, the ones that sold out to the old black book, the ones, amen, amen, that's allowed to be entwined in their hearts, their souls, and their spirit. Hallelujah, when everything else is seeking sand. Hallelujah, when the storms and the floods come, we duck down and build on a rock. A rock that's unmovable. A rock, amen, that's not shifting in any form or fashion. A rock, amen, that can sustain the storms. Hey, we're in testing times. And you know what? It's almost exciting to me, just to be honest. You never tested or tried. You really don't know what you got. You really don't. Praise God. I know I've said this so many a time, but I remember, I won't never forget it, standing right here one day. Mark offered, amen, made me to me. He'd just come out of military, and, and he made this statement to me. He said they were instructed and taught, said in, in, in times of peace or in times, amen, where there's no wars or no, no enemy or things of that nature, said we, we raise up a weak generation. He said, but in war times, hallelujah, we'll raise up a mighty, a strong and a mighty generation. Can you just imagine what God's going to do? Hallelujah, we let God be God to the generations, amen, of this present time and hour. Could it be that God's conditioning the church to get to the plateau and the spiritual realm for the revival that God wants to break out, that we can be the care keepers that God wants us to be? You'd love to take a set of triplets home this morning. What about a set of twins? Anybody volunteering for one? Changes your world, I can promise you that. Changes the house. Changes the sleeping order. Changes the priorities. You don't get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Hallelujah changes everything. Could it be that God's working? Hallelujah through this. Amen. To condition the church. But also he don't work on just one side of the fence. He works on both sides. He's also conditioning the world. What do you mean by that? Now watch this. I heard this on public radio yesterday. Amen. Baseball has been canceled. Now they're having the struggle and the fight over the money. 
customers that pays for season tickets. And I don't know anything about all this except what I heard on public radio. And I'm just going to give it to you. Just give you for an example here. Amen. Now they, these customers that's got these season tickets want the money back. But the baseball uh, organizations are saying no. Amen. They put it under. Apparently they got some kind of little clause. Amen. When they get a rain out, you don't get your money back. We're going we're gonna, to you know, play that, that game later on and you'll have an opportunity to come see it then. Hallelujah. But when you cancel the whole season, what you're going to do? So you know what God's done? God slowly but surely, amen, began to tear down the gods that people bow down to and, and substance that people gave themselves unto. Because now, amen, the, the, the radio announcer said, but the people's telling them, we don't care about you rescheduling your games. We ain't worried about that. We want our money back. Hallelujah. We're in dire need of our money. We don't care if you ever play another baseball game. Hey, their God failed them, but ours is not. I promise you, honey, you keep paying them tithes and giving them over to be a favor to God. God's going to see you through this. We don't, you know, some of you thought we was going to have a rain out today, didn't you? I did too. I was afraid of it. But you know what? I said, God, now you, you can control the weather. Look at this. the weather. You can give us every Sunday that we need. Hallelujah. Have decent weather. Hey, the song. You noticed last Sunday how the clouds and out here again here today. Don't tell me we don't serve an almighty God that's mindful of his people, that's honest and sincere, that we're not a bunch of hypocrites. It's not a show. It's not a social gathering. And it's a gathering, amen, of worship and magnify God. And that's what makes our argument. Why we want to gather together and join together because none of us is isolated by ourselves. We're all members of one another. And when we get together, it's when we're the strongest and the most powerful and most effective. It's when we come together. Praise God. This thing, prayer addresses that. Next thing it begins to talk about is pray in secret. Hallelujah. I, I apologize. I'm going to do my best. I may just have to just, just, anyway, let me, pray in secret. Listen really how the scriptures. I want, I'd love to go back. There's some scriptures that could go along. Watch this one. If you're marking down scriptures, Matthew 6 and 5. And they love to pray standing in the synagogues in the corners of the streets. They love to get before people. You see, real godly, wholesome prayer is really about communication. Amen. Between you and the Creator. It's about your fellowship and your relationship. And, and the relationship you have with Him in secret, God manifests that and, and, and demonstrates that, amen, out in the public. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. If you got a couple, amen, that's, that's uh, close and loves one another, cares about one another in private times, it shows up in public. Uh-oh, I could have left that alone. Dicker and fuss and fight at home, that shows up in the public place too. <laughs> you crazy old man. What's wrong with you, you old woman? Woo, come on now. God's helping us. 
So what you and I do in secret with God manifests itself in public. That's the reason you got in your automobiles this morning and made your way and made into the house of God and making the best of this situation. It could have been a lot of easier, amen, just stay at the house. And, hey, let's do it this way or do it that way. It'd be a lot of easier, amen, to me. Well, not for me. Uh, and I'm not against none of that. They want to live stream it. They want to Facebook it. That's their business. But folks, I'm not for, I'm not in that. Hallelujah. I don't know how I can handle that. I might could, but I don't know if God puts it on me we will but until then how are we going to do it this way hallelujah we're going to do it like this we're going to gather together we're going to join together because if I can see you and look upon you hallelujah I can feel a whole lot better about it hallelujah because if I'm looking at you hallelujah you can tell a lot amen by the countenance of a person a lot of times they don't have to say nothing but you can tell by their countenance and the response hallelujah how well they're doing it's good to see you looking so good this morning doing so well today hallelujah to come and love and worship the Lord Hallelujah. You know, the world used to have drive up theaters. Hand in the speakers you put in your window. Boy, God's stopping them off now, ain't it? God's stopping them off, ain't it? Hallelujah. Now we got it. Look at him. Woo! Praise God. Uh, I, I get going on out there. Let me. Oh, my. Watch this. Let's don't let it be a vain reputation. Repetition. Let's. Let's. What's he saying there? I've done a little study on that. That means, basically, it means don't just babble. Another one, it talks about how the heathens would, would memorize prayers. And that's all. What's this? Another one is, when you memorize prayer or get in a rut or a routine. Anybody ever been in the ditch? I'm talking about really in a ditch. Huh. You didn't have a lot of control. Wherever that ditch went. You had a steering wheel, but it wouldn't do a whole lot of good. If you're not careful, our prayer lives can get in a rut. To get in a ditch. And after a while, your carnal brain can go through the processes without no connection. Without tuning in. Prayer is communication. And when you have communication, hey man, it's not all just have the one way and do it in just one, one form and run right. Hallelujah. Same way with communication with your spouse and your loved ones. That's that communication subject to change on different topics and different directions and heartbeat desires and wills. Same way with prayer. That's how God talks to his people. And that's how God's people talks to him. It's by prayer. And that's how we, we get a revelation and understanding. Why do you think Paul spent three years, hallelujah, before he ever addressed any physical, anybody? He spent those three years in prayer and revelations and divine touch and moves of God because it's a special vessel that God moved upon it's by the power of prayer. There's some more than that, but I'll move on. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let some things, I'm, I'm sorry. But, but watch this. We get to talk about this, our manner. How many notice if you read all the scriptures? And I'm not, a, I'm not an English, you know I'm not. But it was brought to our attention, the pronouns. There was not one single pronoun used in the Lord's prayer. It's all our, we, and us. When you and I fall in prayer, even... Now, I didn't go to that scripture, but the Bible says, when He taught us how to pray, is to get into that secret place... And pull to the door. We got to do like the man of God when he faced the situation of a dead child. 
when he arrived after Gehazi got there and put the staff on him and there wasn't any results, when the man of God got there, he pulls through the door. He closes everything out. Amen. He shuts everything down. You watch this. When Jacob faced one of the most critical times of his life, he separates his family. He puts them in groves and he sets them up. And then he divides or separates himself from all of his family and get in a secret place with God and prayer. And that's where he gets the visitation from the angel and get claims of victory and the power, amen, to overcome what he was facing against the, the onslaught of Esau, his own brother. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost today. You know why there's so much isms and schisms even in what we call Christianity? It's because, amen, if you follow the scriptures, amen, he gives us our daily bread. But watch this. Forgive those, amen, forgive my debts as I forgive my debtors. It hinges on something. And you know where that comes? It's in that private time of prayer. Amen. It's in that closet prayer that God really reaches down into the inward part of us and who we are. And begins to deal with us and strengthen us. A kingdom. A man. The only kingdom. Hallelujah. That abides in us. Hallelujah. That can, can, can deal with a man. The horizontal kingdoms that we're warring against. If you listen to our society and everything that's going on. We're gloom and doom. It's a done deal. Let me tell you something. It's not going to be a done deal until God says it's a done deal. And I'm not saying take it lightly. I'm not saying, hey, I believe, I told some of you to do it for your neighbor. I'm doing those things. I'm practicing it. I'm doing what I can for my family, for my, for my community. But on the same time, my trust is not in just washing my hands. I know my trust is in the Lord. Our trust is in God. Amen. As we call in prayer and supplication. As we pray for our community. Brother Ford doesn't mention it. As we pray for our community. As we pray for our neighbors. Now watch this. Hello. Now we got to become more concerned about our neighbors and their needs and situation. It's getting us out of our, our, our boxes. It's getting us out of those places. Hallelujah. That we need to be concerned about them. That we might can help them and bless them in the hour and the time that they're facing just like you and I here today. The next thing it begins to really talk about, uh, praise how Father, Father, our Father, our, our, our Father. Amen. Father, amen. When you really begin to look at it, uh, most unbelieves that Jesus spoke this in the aromatic uh, Abba. Abba, if you look at Abba, now watch this. They simply taught us, amen, that it simply means Father. But if you do a little more study into that, it actually means Dada. Yeah, Dada. Well, where's that bring us? That brings us right back to them little eight, nine, ten-month-old children that's in complete dependence upon a parent or a guardian to supply their every need. And so whenever we call on him as our father, our daddy. How many of you remember a few months ago we preached and talked about the term supply? <laughs> we talked about the term where you're going to stay. That's our supplier. Where are we going to stay in this? Where are we going to put our confidence in this? We're going to put it in the Lord. We're going to put it in prayer. We're going to pray. Now watch this. Now here comes. Now what, how are we going to pray? How are we going to pray? We're going to pray not our will, but thy will be done. And watch this. Sometimes the just has to suffer with the unjust. 
I'm not telling you everything is going to work out, and though there's going to be some effects, but I'm telling you the just walks by faith and not by sight. The just, amen, puts our faith and confidence in God. And I know God can miraculously and supernaturally just take this thing away, but if he does it, you know what? He can sustain us. He's our supplier. He can give us the endurance and the wisdom and the knowledge to handle it the way he wants it handled, to be a representation to the rest of the world. Hallelujah, this is the way God wants it done. Praise God, praise God. Now, let's get to these neighbors. Amen. When you begin to petition him, watch some of this. He says, our priorities, we pray that the kingdom of God into existence around us exists, the kingdoms of the flesh, which is nothing but self-rule. <laughs> Human systems. Amen. And, and Satan's forces. So, the number one, let's look at the first one. Watch this. The flesh is the kingdom of one a person inside his or her own skin. Now, I know I didn't mention this, but let me mention it again. That's the reason when you and I, if we was a part of them that went and hoard up and stored up. I know that's going over like a lead balloon. You got to plan. I understand that. I'm not criticizing that. But what happens, amen, when your neighbor knocks on your door and they in need? Are you going to be willing to share with them? Is a kingdom big enough inside of us to not let our own selfishness, amen, and own pride and, and fear that God's not going to supply? But you got to remember, it's in your book. This God, amen, supplied the bread for a whole nation. This God gave the whole nation, amen, quail. He gave them so many as running out their nose, their ears. This is the same God. Hallelujah, this is the same God. I'm telling you, this could be a day that the church can shine like she's never shined before. This is a day, amen, that the church can demonstrate the real, genuine love of God that's shed abroad by the power of the Holy Ghost. There's nothing like it. We love the unlovable. We love the unthinkable. We go beyond our own understanding and reasonings, amen, by the umption, the power of God, amen, to help others and lift up others, encourage others. What a time, amen. That's the reason you and I bear the responsibility to pray for our communities and our county and state and nation and world. I'm praying for our world. Amen. I pray for them foreign countries. They don't know anything about God. That some windows and doors open. Say, hey, we better be good to do like some of them American folks. We better get a call on God. What's the second one? The forces of this world intimidate and pressure even good people to do those things that are against God's desire for humanity. Don't let the pressure of all this begin to cause you, us to conduct ourselves in an ungodly fashion or an ungodly way. Are you hearing me today? When we pray for His kingdom, not my will, but thy will. Jesus gave us the greatest example whenever he went to Gethsemane and that old flesh had to submit unto the will of God. He couldn't get his, his chosen three to even pray with him an hour. He went back to him one time and listened to what he told him. He said, hey, wake up, wake up. He said, can't you pray with me one hour? Pray that he enter not into what? Temptation. Watch this. Peter was one of those three. He comes back the second time. They're asleep. He doesn't bother him to wake him. He goes back and prays for the third time now. Three times. 
I told you beginning of the lesson, three times a day. Hour of prayer. Hallelujah. Three times a day. A lot of times at night, the twelfth and third hour of the day. Watch this. Could it have been if Peter would have took to heart and put into practice as a strong man of the spiritual realm to listen to the Jesus and say, got himself stirred up. Amen. Got himself shaken. Got up and amen. Sometimes if you got to get up and walk, I'd get up and walk and pray. Hallelujah. That's the reason I, I, I do it a lot of times because I'm subject to fall asleep. So I get up and walk and do a round. I jump. Man, I, it's worth the slap in the face. I'm slapping myself. But yeah, hallelujah. You know why? Watch this now. Watch this. If Peter had prayed, temptation, whenever they come and snatched his Savior and got him, what did he do? He took the way of the world. He took the actions of flesh. Or Jesus could even stop it. He had blood. And he was spilling out on the ground. He had a man's ear cut off. And it's only the verses of God that he cut his head off. It wasn't that Peter meant to miss him, ladies and gentlemen. Peter at that moment in time, but he'd have cut his head off. What I'm telling you, ladies, brothers and sisters, if you don't pray in these times, then you please tell me when you're going to pray. If this don't stir you to pray, then tell me what it's going to take to stir you to pray. I'm talking about getting in your closet. I'm talking about shutting everything else out. I'm talking about taking that cell phone and shoving it out the closet. I'm talking about shoving everything else out and saying, this is between me and you and God. Amen. There's some issues in my heart and some issues in my spirit. There's some things that's harbored up in me. I want to conquer them. And the only way I'm going to conquer them, amen, is in my private time with you. Because it's you the only one. A song's not going to sing it out. A preacher's not going to preach it out. It's going to be prayer and supplication and getting in the kingdom of God and letting that kingdom abide and rule. I'm going to tell you something. When Jesus Christ came, He came to dwell in us. He didn't come. He, he's not looking for motels and hotels. He's not looking to be a spare time. He's coming, amen, to dwell and abide within us. This God shows up in the time of trouble to the faithful. He won't hear the hypocrite in His time of trouble. But He'll hear that true worshiper, that true believer. Are you hearing me this morning? Are you hearing me? I know it's getting hot. Singers, get ready. I'm fixing to just turn them loose. Praise God. I'm getting hot too. <laughs> you want to go to hell? This is nothing. It's not even a taste. You're not one bit. Now, I'm not trying to take advantage of you, but we got to be mindful of this stuff. People don't want to talk about hell anymore. People don't really want to talk about eternity. But you know what this is doing? This is helping us get some priorities back in place. It's helping us, amen, to realize some things that we thought were so important. They're not near as important as we thought they were. They're not near as enjoyable as we thought they were. I, I, you know, I preach this. this is not, I'm not preaching this this morning. This is not the first time. I'm telling you, nothing should trump the joy of coming to the house of God. Not a deer stand, not a fishing pole, not a shopping trip, not a vacation. Nothing should top a man coming to the house of God and worshiping this almighty God. There's no greater joy than this. The Bible says it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Where does it come from? That private time of prayer. That private time, amen, of supplication and intercessory. Amen. Go back and read it. Let me just read through it. When thy prayers thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets. You know, when people's looking at me, I can pray, man. Man, I can speak them words out there, buddy. I can impress people. Watch what happens here now. Watch what happens. They, that they may be seen of men, verily or truly, I say unto you, they have their reward. 
And man, to brag on them, pat them on the back. Boy, that was an awesome prayer, man. Man, I don't know how you. That's the reward, though. They didn't move the God of heaven. They didn't move the kingdom. Are you listening? I believe you are. But thou, when thou prayest, enter to thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray it to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Notice how he put that. He didn't say, hear you. Woo! Don't, don't, be, don't be mad at your preacher right now, okay? Driving down the road, prayers won't always get the job done. Doing other things while you pray won't always get the... He wants to see you get in your closet. He wants you to see you closing the door. He wants to see you giving Kim your undivided attention. Everything in you, every fiber, every, every of your mind, heart, soul, and might, pointing it to nothing but Jesus. Because that's all that matters now. I need the touch of God, the touch of the Holy Ghost. He wants to see us get in our closets. To see us get in them places. Oh, there's times of public prayer. The Bible's full of it. Amen. There's times and places and events that it ought to be. And God help us do a good job in those public prayers. But where we can really do a good job is when we work on that private prayer. And in that prayer closet. Amen. Amen. But when he pray, use not vain repetition. As the heathen do. Another place it talked about the heathens, what they do. They believe in many gods. And so they would begin to pronounce those gods' names. Hoping that they could find some deliverance. And some answers. And some direction. Uh, 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 some of you probably, you may remember this. We went to a meeting not too long ago. And uh, we was called on to pray and come up in the front. And there was a gentleman, and I'm not being critical here. I've heard other preachers talk about this, and I've never experienced it. Amen. But uh, uh, there was a gentleman. Amen. And again, I'm not criticizing. I'm just telling you this type of repetition. You won't move God. This particular guy, above everybody, he was screaming it. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. I mean, over and over and over. <laughs> Finally... Going to lead the service said, hey, lay your hands on him. Buddy, I was waiting for it. <laughs> i got to help this guy. He's distracted. He's robbing everybody's prayer. I'm serious. I'm telling you, I know what I know in the spirit. <laughs> it was a distraction. That's the same way with worship. If you come to worship, magnify, and dance, and it's to draw the attention of the people and the glory of people, you don't affect the kingdom of God. But when you come with honesty and sincerity out of the depths of your heart, you can be a ranked sinner. I got a Bible full of it. Those that was worshipers of God would cause God, amen, do what? Heal their babies. Heal their lands. And touch them. Because they were true worshipers of God. Even though they didn't know the fullness of truth. They walked in what they knew. And because they'd done that and worshipped Him, guess what? God led them in the fullness of truth. God's in the business, ladies and gentlemen, of leading us in the fullness of truth. I want, I, want, I want all the fullness of it myself. How about you? I'm trying to finish. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. After this manner, 
Therefore pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I didn't even get to get to that. It's so sacred. It's so sanctified. It's so set aside. And here's the deal. It's all about awe and respect of his name. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. We're at in earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done. Folks, that's what we're praying. We're praying the Lord's will be done. And if that causes some persecution and some discomfort to us, so be it. We accept it. We'll take it on. Hallelujah. We're not exempt from it. Amen. That the revival can break out that God wants to break out in our communities and in our world. So be it. Let's accept it. Let's walk with it. Let's bear the cross. Amen. 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 Give us this day what? Our daily bread. Hallelujah. He's a daily giver. Hallelujah. Daily prayer brings daily bread. Thank God for the one that can give us our daily bread. Forgive us as we forgive our debtors as we, as we forgive our debtors. So lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For that is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Now watch this. All the power, glory, authority, and honor belongs to none other but Jesus Christ. It's not, it's not me. It's not these brothers. It's, it's Jesus. It's in Jesus. They're going to get ready to sing. Uh, if you, you, you're burning up, you want to crank up, you want to run your air, you want to step out by, to, you, you do what you feel to do. I love you. I appreciate you. And you know what? I, 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 really, I really appreciate you coming. I know it's a little uncomfortable, probably getting a little hot. Amen. But you know, it's worth it, I think. I think it's worth it. I believe God's smiling. I believe He's looking. Hey, folks, God's looking down upon us right now. The Lord's looking down and saying, look at them. Jesus' name, folks, are in Bendale, Mississippi. Hallelujah. Really get up, get out there. Praise God to love and worship me. Go beyond, but stay in the, stay in the landmarks. You know what? I'll tell you what, God impressed me about that this, this week. God's got landmarks in this Bible. But there's also some landmarks in the land. And He wants to stay inside of all of them. Are you hearing me? Let's do it. God bless you. God bless these singers. If you want to give some tithes and offering, Brother Barry's going to get the plate and just make his way around to everybody. Nobody's, nobody has to. That's not what this is about. I'm going to, I'm going to rehearse that every, every time because that is not what this is about. But if you'd like to give, you want to give, and this is the best time for you to do it, then he's going to make his way around. Just put it, give it to him. God bless you. It's time. 
the multitude that they came together down by the sea of Galilee they all did feast and I believe we're like the little loaves and fish were just your touch you can multiply the very Randy needs a touch in his body. All that's able, if you could, just stand outside your automobile. We're going to direct our hands toward Brother Randy this morning. Brother, you can get out if you'd like to. That's good, Brother Randy, if you want to get out. He's a touch in his body. We done prayed for him prior to service, anointed him. But I think it'd be a good thing, even though we can't physically go lay our hands on him, we can bind together the act of faith of directing our hands and our attention. This is a part of our body, and we're going to pray that God would pour out his healing virtue and touch upon him today through that lovely name of the Lord Jesus. So would you help me pray? God, we love you this morning and appreciate you that we got you to call on.
times of need and troubles and situations. We lift up Brother Randy before you this morning and ask you, God, to minister unto his need. He has a physical need, and we want you to heal him and bless him. Bring healing into his body, his soul, mind, and heart. As you, you, it's your will. It's your promise of your book. It's in the Word. 39 stripes laid upon your back to heal our bodies. And God, we know that you practice it. That's how many begin to be followers of you. Because you heal diseases, and all manner of diseases. All types and forms, small and great. And so we believe in you this morning, God. You reach down and touch him and bless him and raise him up. All the praise and glory and honor be lifted to you and to you alone. It's through your name, through the name of Jesus, that we pray this morning and give you all the glory and praise and honor in Jesus' name we pray. And and let me make mention, I was told you prior to service what I felt, Lord, quickened me about yesterday morning in spirit, amen, in prayer. You know what I believe is going to happen? You know what God's done with this? He has slowed down the spirit of iniquity. Now you think on that a minute. He shut down facilities he shut down uh, athletical world. He shuts down some of the most powerful institutes upon the earth that, that promotes carnality and ungodliness and unrighteousness. But so before you get too out of character with it, God's doing something. And it could be that God's slowing down the spirit of iniquity to give us a... How many of you believe that God put Trump in office? How many of you believe that He gave us a reprieve, amen, by doing that before we went off a cliff? How many of you believe that God can also do it? God knows what He's doing. I tell you, God knows what He creates evil and good. And just because this is evil and even they can credit to man, but God's in it. And He's slowing down iniquity so that you and I can have an opportunity, number one, to make sure we're ready, number two, to win our neighbors and loved ones and friends and neighbors. For God so loved the world. It's for the world's sake. It's not even for the United States' sake. It's for the world. It's for the world. So He's done it to slow it down. Slow it down. Slow it down. Let's take advantage of it. Let's tell people. Let's witness to people. Let's do what we can to help. Love you. Appreciate you. Would y'all like to hear them sing a little bit more? Y'all in a hurry? Y'all like to just worship a little bit? You know? Come on. Go ahead, singers. Let's sing a little bit more. Praise God. Hallelujah. We're not in a hurry. You, know, you got all evening. <laughs> Praise God. You got all afternoon. You, you know, can't do nothing but go home anyway. <laughs> Praise God and be at the house. And some of you is all by yourself and you're really enjoying this. And I'm glad you're here. Let me say again, God bless you. I love you. appreciate you, every one of you. Amen. If I miss you and overlook some that didn't come, please don't hold it against me. I, I try my best. But, uh, amen, when you're in automobile, Sister Glenda, it's good to see you. God bless you. Been seeing and thinking about you this week. Started to call you, but I seen you out in the porch. I said, well, she must be doing pretty good. God bless you. It's good to see you. It's good to see all of you. Man, I'm, I'm, I, is everybody excited about living for God? Well, this is an exciting time to be living for the Lord, isn't it? This is not a time to throw in the towel. This is not a time even to get on some side trail. This is time to stay with it. God bless you. God bless the singers. Man, the devil couldn't doubt it. He showed love. 
the Savior. There was no doubt about it. Then Satan cursed his body from his feet to his head and told him, all your children and your cattle are dead. Then Job's wife said, why don't you curse your God and die? But Job said, woman, you speak like a foolish child because he ain't never done me nothing ever. Done me nothing but good. Nothing but good. No, no, I know that. He ain't never done me nothing. Nothing but good. Now history tells the polycarp, a martyr for the gospel sake, how they built a fire around his feet and tied him to a stake. But the fire could not consume him, so he pierced him with a sword. His that ran down, put out the fire, but he still praised the Lord. He said, all of these years I served him, and he's only done me good. I won't repent, I won't recant, just tell me why I should. Because he ain't never done me nothing, never done me nothing but good. No, 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 I know that he ain't, he ain't never done me, never done me nothing. Jesus, and I took him as my savior. I cast my lot with a chosen few, and I started out for heaven. But soon I was forsaken. My old friends they left me one by one. But the good Lord took the place beside me, and has never left me alone. Well, he fed me when I was hungry, and he cheered me when I was sad. Oh, he has been the best friend that I've ever had. Oh, he ain't never done me. I gave my life to Jesus and I took him as my savior. I cast my lot with a chosen few and started out for heaven. But soon I was forsaken. You know, old friends, that they'll leave you one by one. But the good Lord will take his place beside you and he'll never leave you alone. He'll feed you when you're hungry. He'll cheer you when you're sad. He'll be the best friend that you've ever had. Cause he ain't never done Praise the Lord. Isn't it great to feel the sure hand of the Lord and the presence of God? He is our supplier of every Hallelujah. need for this morning. We will continue to do this, so we may not text you every week. As far as we know right now, we'll be coming even Easter Sunday, next Sunday, 10 o'clock. We're going to continue to do this until they lift the, the ordinance where we can, you know, a fellowship like normal. Let's pray that would happen. 
Let's pray for our nation, pray for our world, that that would take place. Our prayers are the ones, amen, that can really make the difference in this. So let's do it. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You have a good day and a good week. God bless you. Just a moment, everybody. Hold up. You can go on, Brother Junior. I got you. I got you. Praise the Lord. Any of y'all, you don't have a way to clean up yourself. I got a few extra rolls with me this morning. So if you're out, I don't want you hoarding. But if you're out or almost out and you need some assistance, I got a couple or two rolls or so that I could hand out this morning. Now, if it's not enough, we'll have to see if the bank can loan us some money. How about that? No, but uh, just don't do without. If, there's, if you don't have any, let me know, okay? But I've got some here this morning. If you need it, come see me. Or I'll have it out here. Amen. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord.